Welcome to Thinking Out Loud. I'm your host, Babuki Moseki. Thinking Out Loud is shaping your destiny. Last time we looked at worldviews and we were looking at lens adjustment and we only dealt with one class or classification of worldviews. Today we are going to continue. We are going to look at another class. Join us in this episode. What did we look at? We basically said that um, worldviews can be classified into artisanal worldview, ideological worldview, philosophical worldview, and religious worldview. These are the four main classes or categorizations of the worldviews that we have. And we did talk about the attitudinal um, worldview, that your attitude, whether pessimistic or optimistic, um, dictates how you interpret things around you and how you approach life in general. And the the general uh, counsel, the general message from that was that we should be more optimistic and less pessimistic. That is what we covered in Lens Adjustment last week. And this week, still in the same theme of Lens adjust Adjustment, we are going to look at ideological worldview and ideological worldview. So when you look at ideological worldview, there are three specific categories under this worldview. You have beliefs, you have values, and you have ideals. Beliefs, values, and ideals. Uh, ideals is basically what is called um, a normative. And um, let's look at the relationship between all these three. People's beliefs give them an understanding of how the world works and how they should respond to the actions of others and their environment. That is a belief. If you have a certain belief about how the world works, then how you respond to what others are doing and to your environment um, will basically correspond with that particular belief of how the world works. I just want to give an example here. Um, where I come from, uh, if you have uh, a twitching eye, or if your hand is itchy, you have like muscle twitches and all that, there is a belief that you know someone is going to give you money, something like that. Uh, so it will now be like whenever someone gives you money, one ties it to the time when the eye was twitching or when the hand. Um, was twitching and shape a little bit. These are called like as a result of involuntary muscle movements. So that's just an example of uh, what we mean by beliefs and how they uh, dictate how someone responds to the actions of others in their environment. And particular beliefs often tie in closely with the daily concerns of domestic life, such as making a living, um, such as health and sickness happiness and sadness, uh, interpersonal relationships, and even death itself. So these are all centered around beliefs. Or how we respond to such is basically centered on our beliefs. i just give you an example. My great-grandfather was uh, a herbalist. And uh, whenever we had a sickness or something like that, 
uh, our belief was that you know we get healing from the apps and all that so we would go there rather than go to get uh, pharmaceutical drugs uh, from the hospital or from the you know uh, from off the counter so basically that's that's just um, how beliefs shape how you interact with your environment and how you respond to certain things uh, be it sickness be it death uh, be it happiness be it sadness or you know how to make a living domestic life as is used generally what about values people's values tell them the differences between right and wrong or good and bad so whatever you hold as a value what may seem right to someone uh, may be bad to you you may see it as a wrong thing you know um so it has a tendency of um making good and bad subjective I just give an example with uh, how certain things are done in certain cultures. There is uh, this culture somewhere in Africa, up up north in Africa, where they basically um, have young women who are eligible for getting married or for being married, and the young men they whip their backs, whip their backs raw, uh, as a form of uh, showing an interest in marrying such young women. And to us, that is something that is, you know, inhuman. That is something that is uh, uh, not right. But to them, it is right. And so this is all because of the values uh, that, you know, come from or that are connected with the beliefs. All these things are interrelated. Now, when you talk about ideals, Ideals serve as a model for what people hope to achieve in life. So we have uh, beliefs. These beliefs, uh, they basically dictate how you view the world and how you should respond to the environment and the actions of others and how to, you should uh, go about with domestic life, basically. And from there, uh, springs values. So because this is how we do things, this is what we value. And uh, this is what we you know regard as good, this is what we regard as bad, this is what we regard as right, this is what we regard as wrong. And because of that, now you have an ideal of what you want to achieve in life. It's a model for what for 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 us, for the society to say that now you are a responsible young man, a responsible young woman. What should we have done in life? What should you have done uh, to qualify you to be responsible, to qualify you to be a somebody in the society? All these things are related. They give rise to another. So in order for you to know what your ideals are or should be, first investigate what is the source of your beliefs. And once you've established the source of your beliefs, then that will shape your values. And your ideals. If, for example, the Bible is the source of your beliefs, guess what? You are going to do things differently from how the rest of the society does things. Those who are, do not um, have the Bible as the primary source of their beliefs. And if your beliefs or the primary source of your beliefs is your culture, then you do things 
um, in a certain way, such that, you know, for example, the millennial generation will be shocked as to why are you doing this? So, for you to have a proper view and a proper understanding of the ideals, first look at the source of your beliefs. And once you have done that, then everything flows properly. It flows fluidly, as it were. When you talk about ideologies, they can uh, either be political ideologies, um, you have cultural and social ideologies. Uh, for the purpose of this podcast, or for the purpose of this um, episode, we will not talk about political ideologies. We want to talk about things that are close to home, things that we... Um, that basically dictate or that basically shape how we live our everyday lives. And um, so I will desist from talking about political ideologies. I'll only focus on cultural and social ideologies. I'll just give a, a few examples. First, we'll begin with racism. Now, racism places the blame for certain social conditions on one or more races. And this can lead to division among races and racial prejudice and discrimination. So that racism is an ideology that you no know, one race is one or more race races are superior to um, other races, and because of that, there will be injustice as to how you treat the person of a different race that is uh, regarded as inferior. And we might also apply this to tribalism. You know, racism and tribalism are basically one and the same thing. Is that one discriminates on the skin color? their texture, while the other discriminates based on the tribe, um, the ethnic group, basically. So, these things, they lead to prejudice and discrimination. So, we have to investigate and see, am I a racist? Am I a tribalist? How do I treat a person of a different skin color or different hair texture from me? Uh, do I, you know, treat them as less than human beings? Or do I treat them above others? Do I treat all people equally? So these are the ideologies that are there. And sometimes they can be ingrained in us uh, while we are not aware of it. You know, and as, as the saying goes, that racism is not in the DNA. Racism is taught. No one is born a racist. People are taught to be racist. So if you've been taught um, consciously or subconsciously to be racist or to be tribalistic, we have to unlearn that and realign and, and adjust our lens so that we view everyone as equal. All races that are different, that are equally important, and uh, that are equally, um, they, have, they have equal rights, basically. And then there is this ideology of individualism individualism um it deals with inherent worth of each individual and focuses on self-sufficiency and freedom now this may sound good this may sound good um just on the surface but when you look at it really it 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 it, it, it uh, takes away the it can go to the extreme of taking away the need of other people like one exists as an island you know, this this saying that is no man is an island, so one has to be careful with how they how far they go with this ideology of individualism. 
And then there is what you call anti-intellectualism. And this includes the attitudes of people who let the government tell them how to view the world rather than become informed of themselves of the government's policies, for example. Uh, this gives the government more control since the people believe it's propaganda. So anti-intellectualism. I just want to give an example with what we have right now. Um, there are governments that say, look, this with regards to the vaccine, everyone should get a vaccine. Everyone should get a vaccine. They are not allowing people to investigate for themselves and see if it is right in their consciences to say, I'm taking this vaccine or I'm not taking it. It is propaganda as we know the word propaganda. So those who are anti-intellectual, they drink the propaganda and um, they appeal to the governing body to solve their problems, to solve their personal problems. Whenever there's a difference, if a few people are saying that we are not going to do this, then they appeal to the government, please come and help us. We have a, a group of rebels here. We have a group of uh, delinquents here. So that stems from anti-intellectualism, anti-intellectualism. It is that kind of ideological worldview. And then you have this one that is called equality of opportunity. Now, this is an ideology that wishes to eliminate discrimination that is based on age, uh, gender. Now, let me just uh, give an example here with uh, the issue of age. There are certain positions, um, I'll just give you an example of clerical positions that are reserved to people who are of a certain age because the belief is that the older you get, the wiser you are. And that is not always the case. So uh, equality of opportunity is that ideology that wishes to eliminate discrimination based on age, gender, um, and no, like because you are a woman, you can be um, the head of the school, head of a department. Because you are a woman, uh, you can conduct an orchestra. Because you are a woman, you can be a judge. Um, so those are some of the things that you know are included in this ideological worldview. Also, it uh, eliminates discrimination based on. Uh, color, skin color, because you are dark skinned, you get this job. Because you are light skinned, you will not get this job or get this job based on your skin color or race, where you come from, and uh, national origin. We have in this side of the world uh, whereby we discriminate people, it's a very common thing, we discriminate people based on where they come from. There are certain neighboring countries that, you know, uh, when someone says, I come from this country, the way we treat them is just, you know, uh, not desirable. It is not something that we would like reflect or uh, reciprocated, rather, reciprocated um, toward us. There's also this um, elimination of discrimination against religion and also disabilities that include physical and mental disabilities. So that is the ideology of equality of opportunity. And no, last but not least, these are not all of them, but I just picked a few. Last but not least, look at work ethic. Now, this is a set of beliefs that uh, 
focus on the moral virtue of work and the way work can be led to a strong that the way that work can lead rather work can lead to a stronger character now do you have work ethic do you have um work ethic or you don't have it is either you have it or you don't have it uh, how do you approach work do you find better ways of improving how to achieve the same results in a shorter time in a smarter way working hard versus working smarter also the issue of um are you eager to work sometimes uh, we manifest that we lack work ethic by being lazy someone just stays in bed uh, the whole morning they have no plan of what to do so if you don't have plans and goals as to how to reach those plans then you will you lack work ethic so this is very very important now to go through them again uh, the cultural and social um, ideologies we have racism um, which is a negative thing uh, racism tribalism um, we have uh, individualism which can to an extreme be a bad thing as well if anti-intellectualism basically you take away your freedom and your power to individually think for yourself and decide for yourself and place that on the government on a group of men and women who are few fewer than the whole population to make a decision uh, for the whole population or for the whole nation and then we have to call equality of opportunity uh, whereby it eliminates discrimination based on age gender um bit color bit race uh, national origin uh, religion or abilities and disabilities bit physical or mental disabilities and then finally we talked about work ethic that it is a good virtue that one should have it is a set of beliefs that focuses on the moral virtue of work and the way work can lead to a stronger character so this all are included in the ideological ideological worldview so investigate what is your ideological worldview what are your ideologies you know remember that they stem from these things beliefs values and ideals beliefs values and ideals determine what is the source of your beliefs once you have determined the source of, be- of your beliefs and you stick to your beliefs they will shape your values and your ideals thank you for tuning in and uh, for joining us this week here on thinking out loud as we are looking at lens adjustment part two signing out i am babuliko moseki thinking out loud shaping your destiny.